Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited today to be back here on bizradio.us. As always, I want to thank the V team, that's the listeners for the show, for downloading the podcast. Just this past week, I had like the amount of downloads I usually have in a month, so I just want to thank everybody so much for supporting the show season two and in a few weeks we'll be heading into season three but before that today we have a family edition and i'm so excited to have today's guest because he's one of my favorite cousins that i grew up with up top in new york and he has a dual degree in accounting and finance so we have that in common as well and when i think of this guest i always think about how much he loves his family and how he puts family first which i really admire so without further ado i would like to introduce ray mel ray ray as we love to call him white welcome cousin thank you thank you for having me i appreciate the opportunity Oh my God, y'all hear my cousin's voice right now? Like, I have to control myself. My God, you have such a good radio voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, Ray, I know that, um, like, on Family Editions, it's not even about, like, I don't even care about the entrepreneurship, all that stuff that the show's about. It's just about shining light on family, how much I love you guys. You guys always support me. But also, there are things that we deal with in life that is also similar to entrepreneurship and, and that journey. So I always start the show asking the guests to tell the listeners all about you, where you're from, and your story. Sure. Uh, well, thanks again, Fifi. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, let's see. What can I say? Oh, you see how you just okay. threw out the Fifi. You just threw out the Fifi. I got to let everybody know my middle name is Felicia. <laughs> so it was Fifi, Ray Ray. My sister Tanya was TT. My cousin Sheila was mm-hmm. Shishi. It was a thing. Yeah. Shishi. So, yes, there you, you can go. always call me Fifi. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yes, I'm a uh, native New Yorker, uh, born Ow. in Harlem, New York. Ow. <laughs> see, I am a son. I'm the oldest of uh, four kids, um, somewhat of a military brat. We moved all over the country when my dad went into the army back in 88. So I've been all over from Georgia, Texas, Nebraska, Alaska. I'm all over the place. And now I've made Rhode Island home. I'm a uh, now New England transplant. I've been here for almost 15 years. It's coming on 15 years this August. So I have rooted and I've planted myself here in Rhode Island and I'm here. Oh, okay. So of all those places, Ray, where was your favorite place that you lived? Ooh, Nebraska. Ah, 
I knew you was going to say that. So <laughs> Ravel was in Nebraska. And then when he moved and I had moved to Wisconsin, so Midwest. And I really loved Wisconsin, too. It's something about like that Midwest hospitality. I absolutely loved Nebraska, especially coming from the city and actually being a you know, military moving all over the place. Nebraska was actually where I really got it, got my start. So to establish some stability and be there for a while and somewhat build a life for myself and what better place to do it in Nebraska in the Midwest where it's culturally different. It's pretty Mm -hmm. slow. It's not fast like here on the East Coast or in New York. So to be able to take some time out and just experience life and do life, but do it in a slow place. I felt like being in Nebraska was the perfect place for me. Mm, I love that. And and that's how I feel being in the mountains up here in Asheville. No, this wasn't probably the place I would probably have been in my 20s. But then moving here when I, my son at the time was a year and a half old, I can't imagine raising him in New York or a bigger city. And I just love the mountains and just, just the slower pace, like you said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So one thing I want to talk to you about is your college journey, because similar to entrepreneurship, there's going to be ups and downs. And Ray and I was just talking last night and I was like, OK, Ray, you like two years younger than me. So you would have graduated from college if everything lined up in 2006. And I know mm-hmm. that you just obtained your degree before the pandemic in 2018. So that was 12 years that either you started, you stopped, but you didn't give up. So I just would love for you to share that piece of you. And why was it so important for you to finish that degree? Oh, absolutely. Well, you're right. It was 12 years in the making. And I took the untraditional route where once I finished high school, I moved back to Georgia for a little bit and just lived life. You mm-hmm. know, I, um, I was very blessed and I was very fortunate because after high school or post high school, I've always managed to land pretty decent jobs or I, I use decent in, in quotations because I I made slightly more, I guess, than the average, maybe 18 or 19 year old or, you know, I wasn't working at a restaurant, anything. I immediately kind of jumped into the corporate world at 18. So I was able to wow. make a good living for myself. And I just after working for so long in places and making money and traveling and and just living, I felt like I was already living a normal life in my, Mm -hmm. excuse me, my late teens and my early twenties. So I I didn't feel the need to actually go to college just yet. I totally get that. And a lot of children now, I'd say children, young people, they're doing that gap year. They're taking time to just travel, figure stuff out, not get bogged down. And especially after the pandemic, a lot of people are not even seeing the value in going to college. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing, too, where it's like when people are in your ear telling you, don't worry about that, Ray, you good, you got a job. That's where I was just curious. What was it that you were like, nah, I still need to push myself because this is a goal for me. And I know that it's important for me to finish this. Sure, absolutely. So when I was living in Nebraska, I was working for a small local bank and I was working in the lending and collections department. And the majority of my colleagues were college kids. So we were all in the same age bracket. 
-hmm. and many of them were going to the University of Nebraska majoring in God knows what. And here <laughs> I was, <laughs> the non-degree minority. So I'm there, busting my butt, running yeah. literally laps around these folks performance-wise. However, when it was time to go up for promotion, I would see many of the promotions and accolades or be passed along to someone else, someone mm -hmm. who may have been in school or maybe just graduated from school. I saw them climbing the corporate ladder or being rewarded somewhat for, you know, what they've done. And here mm -hmm. I am outperforming and the amount of pats on my back and excellent job. You're doing a great job. And just the amount of share money that I brought in wasn't enough. And I said, you know what? I think now I've reached a turning point to where I have to go back to school because I'm great on paper as far as experience, but book smarts, I just mm -hmm. don't have it. So I felt the need to go back to school. And because I've worked in banking and lending, um, I was a private banker at some point where I just dealt with nothing but high net individuals on a um, sales level for the bank. That's what made me go back to college to finish what I started and earn my degree in finance and accounting. I'm so proud of you for doing that because I always thought of you absolutely as a person. You're just so smart and anything that you picked up on. And I always remember you as like the IT guy initially, like when the chat rooms was popping, you know, MySpace, all that. Ray was on it early. I was like, well, how do you know how to chat? Like we was in high school and stuff. And you was like, man, I, I go to the library. I've been doing this. And so I knew you just always had that tenacity. Like you always mm -hmm. would figure it out. We would talk. You always had a really good job. And, and Ray's so nice, but he's that dude like, yo, he's collections. He's foreclosure. He's calling you up like, you know, run me my money. Mm -hmm. But That's you know how true. to do it. <laughs> right. You know how to do it in a professional way. <laughs> so I just love that about you, that you're one of those people where you're kind of like a chameleon, you know, like you go. And I think that had a lot to do with you probably traveling a lot, traveling a lot when you were younger with the military and then being a big brother. Definitely. It's ha have to adjust to any circumstance. Absolutely. And, and that I feel like that's that Harlem in you, too, because when I tell you. Ray's a hustler right now. I'll be like, yo, every time I see Ray, he's like, don't pay for it, cousin. I got you. I'm like, it's on the company, though. You're like, no, I'm taking care of it. So that's something about you, too. I just you just love family so Absolutely. much. So when I think about I don't have I never had a brother, but I'm like, if I had a big brother, I want them to be like Ray Mel, even though you're younger than me. You're like my younger big brother, because hey. look, if you need somebody to pull up. <laughs> I got you. Google, Google what that means. Ray's going to pull I, up in his suit. I got you. In his nice on car. Way. On my way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ray, on the show, we also talk about, sure. you know, like just different tips, you know, that we can provide mm -hmm. the listeners. And I, I have two. I have one that we didn't talk about because one, with you being a collections person and this being like an mm -hmm. entrepreneurship show, we sure. struggle with that so much as small business Absolutely. owners. Like we almost feel bad telling our clients like, oh, by the way, I did this work for you and your invoice is two weeks past due. What <laughs> advice would you give listeners of like, <laughs> what has been your success <laughs> with getting the money that your company 
is due and not making people feel like the schmuck that they are for not, you know, paying me my money. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but when I jumped into collections, I was a teenager and I worked for a third party collection agency out of Atlanta. And my job was just to strictly collect. And that's mm-hmm. where I learned all the dirty tricks, when to call you, how to change up my voice. So that's where <laughs> I learned, quote unquote, the game. And mm-hmm. then eventually I graduated on to a bank where it was more relationship based. And mm-hmm. after leaving the bank, I am went on to work for two law practices, in which I am now. So at my current law practice, I've been there for about give or take 12 years in October. I'm very fortunate because what I really do is not really collections. Okay. Yes, that's that's part of my job, but I'm doing so many other different things on the financial side. But a small portion of my job has to deal with collections. And I've been fortunate the way I've worked with the majority of folks for at least 10 plus years. So my job is really more built on relationships. Mm -hmm. So I can call and we've done tons and tons of work and the lawyers that I work for in my practice group, which is private equity and venture capital, we charge a thousand, twelve hundred dollars an hour. So we're not two, three hundred. Ray Ray, huh? (laughs) Okay. So listen. (laughs) We get to the bag. I but, hear that. I'm, I'm trying to move to Rhode Island. <laughs> so when I do have to reach out to someone in regard to a bill, it's always, well, one, I'm already familiar with the work. And if there are questions or concerns about the bill, they usually come to me because they don't want to go to a partner or go to mm-hmm. a timekeeper in which they've worked with and complain about a bill. So that's why they come and speak to me. And you know what? We just have a conversation. It's a lot of negotiation. Yes a lot of explanation to um, get the client to understand exactly what we've done. And if there was something that we not messed up on, or if there was something that was, we probably could have done it more efficiently, then, you know, I slashed the bill, whatever we have to do to maintain a relationship, that's what I'm going to do. So for me, it's not difficult because I'm not making a phone call asking for money. Mm -hmm. I'm calling to check up on that our relationship. And oftentimes my conversations have nothing to do with collections. We chop it up. We kick the can. We just talk about all type of stuff. And then two minutes before the conversation is over, oh yeah, I'll I'll have that paid for you here in a couple of days. No problem. Take your time. If you have any questions, concerns, or you see something that looks a little fishy, give me a buzz and we'll talk about it. See, Ray, you got that look. You got that talk. It's real smooth. I'm like, I want to pay you right now. Like, you know what? <laughs> Cut the check. You right. Cut the check. And, I and I think you hit it on the head. <laughs> and entrepreneurs can get this too. It's about the relationship. That's the biggest thing I took away from what you said. And you're absolutely right. Those listening. Because for me, for example, I have an invoice that's outstanding right now. I have a relationship with these people, like you said. So I have no problem being like, hey, this isn't like you, you know, just checking up on you, what's mm-hmm. going on. And like you said, every time they're like, you know what? I'm so sorry. We were waiting for this mm-hmm. grant to come in. Boom, bam, boom. I think it's all about the communication. I'm not 
feeling as disrespected or upset if you've at least communicated to me. Because like you said, we're in a relationship. It's just like if we were dating, everyone says, what's the number one thing in a relationship? Communication. Communication. Absolutely. And then also, too, the the only other tip that I have, uh, particularly for those that may be coming in to collections, is to be mindful that the same world that you're that they're living in, you're living in, too. So you have to be understanding, but you also have to be conscious of what's around you and the things that are going on. I understand there's a credit crunch right now. Inflation is through the roof. Uh everything costs so calling a client and saying hey you know what ray we just don't have it or our cash flow is a little Uh tight right now they're not blowing smoke because i i see it i understand it i can even experience it even in my own personal finances so i'm conscious Uh of what's around me so i can kind of figure out if someone is blowing smoke and my bs meter is going off (laughs) <laughs> and that's how I'm able to work with folks and get to an understanding to try and get them back on track. Now, if our relationship is about to get chopped and you're just doing me any old type of way and you owe us all this money and you don't care, then uh-huh. maybe we might maybe we might need to reevaluate our relationship. Maybe I might have to kick you to the left. I love that. I like bringing it to relationships and with relationships, you know, another just tip, Jewel, I want to ask of you because you're so tight knit with your family. You know, we come from an amazing family. Shout out to the white family. Ray Mel's last name is white. I'm always like the white boys, the white girl. She, she, Keisha, <laughs> Vanessa, Curtis, everybody, Uncle Dad, Aunt Carrie, shout out. Um, why is family just so important to you? Um, you know, you have an amazing career, uh, amazing partner. You, you travel all over the world. Why, with all of this, why is family still number one to you? Oof. Um, that's probably the hardest question because there are so many things. But I think for me, the most important thing about family is the unconditional love that you will receive no matter what and unconditional love is something that you're never going to find in a corporate world you're never going to find it in your friends and you might not even find it in your personal relationship or your intimate relationships that you have with a loved one or a partner um i've been through so many ups and downs and my family has always been there for me loved me unconditionally loved me enough to pull me aside and tell me when i'm wrong but also Mm. loved me enough to pat me on my back to let me know when i'm right or pull me to the side and tell me what i could be doing a little different and one thing i've learned is you know in life you know friends they come and go you don't Uh hear from a friend in five or ten years and you 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 get upset because folks just kind of just breeze on with their life and forget all about you. But I can always call my family 24-7 and find comfort and love and express, excuse me, um, pour my grievances and pour my heart out to my family, which that's something that I can't go to work and do with my boss or with my colleagues or I can't go home and you know, do that with my partner or or even some of my friends. So 
I love my family because they're my ride or die. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we ride till the wheels fall off. And that's just what it is. And it's always going to be that way. Wow. Ray, I love it. We're ready to the end of the show, but I wanted to end it with family because you're my family. And I look up to you so much how you're, you know, you're the guy, like you're, you're that big brother, you're big cousin. You always look out. If I'm within two hours of where Ray Mel lives, I'm like, cousin, I'm close. You like, all right, let's go out. Let's, you know, let's link up. Or we talked last night, first time in a minute. And it's like, we had it. He's like, we never missed a beat. So I just want to thank you for being you and continuing to be you and not giving up on your educational journey. And you're also still, you know, you're getting your master's also and wanting to pursue teaching as well. Correct. Oh, Lord, pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, because these children, oh, Lord, these children, I swear they will. Yes, yes. I'm (laughs) I'm in a master's program attempting to get my master's so I can get my teaching credentials so I can teach. A little nervous because I'll two-piece a kid in a minute, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know you will. So pray for all. I'm praying for all the teachers. I am asking for God's grace on all of y'all because Lord knows these kids will pluck your nerves. Well, you know, you can always call us because Carlos is a teacher and he'd be ready to two-piece them too, but we need more. (laughs) We need more black male Uh, teachers. And that could be kind of like your retirement, you know, job. And I just think you're already a natural teacher and leader, so it's no problem. But Again, Ray, we have to have you back. I love you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Yes, and I just, yes, please. Oh, and I was going to say thank you to Fifi. I love you. I adore you. Listen, I, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of memories. You are a second cousin, so you are close. And Mm -hmm. just thank you for paving the way for me, for what you've done. And all of your accomplishments and how you bust down and kick the door and for someone like me to come right behind you. So thank you for giving me the ladder and climbing up as well. So I appreciate you and I love you for that. Oh, thank you. Ray. We're walking through that door together, brother. And I love you, love you. So I want to, again, thank the listeners for tuning into bizradio.us. And please come back next week, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edwards Show. And if you missed the live airing, you can listen to all prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.